right, so welcome to episode 37 of the Family Beast Pod. My name is Jake. I'm Ben. Hey, and Dave. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I was still looking for Twitter things, sorry. Uh, Hi. And he's Dave. All right, so welcome. We we're just talking about a beer being drunk or drunk drank on the drink of a hot dog drink it out of a hot dog so all right that's so where let me ask you this. let me ask you this question right off the bat hot thing what is one food that is an unconventional food that you would want to drink something out of i don't that is such i feel like i have to prepare for that i don't know now you got it. let me think I was thinking bread bowl, but that's kind of too obvious, right? It's already like yeah, I mean, not, yeah. It's not unconventional either. You're right. I'm. I mean, if you're going that route, hot dog, just make it a broth. Mm. Why not? Same stuff, right? True. Yeah. yeah. I have to imagine. Dave, you got. Know. I can't. I can't even think week. of anything. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Other than like drinking like something like through a crab leg or something, I don't know. Oh shit, that'd be gross. Ooh. <laughs> like that'd be leg. fancy but gross. Would you drink champagne through a crab leg? I don't on drink New Year's Eve regularly, but I suppose I guess it's I on New Year's Eve, guy. It's a special occasion. Oh, You're also drinking it out of a fucking crab leg, which you don't do <laughs> every day either. So I, guess, I think it's yeah. all right to kind of suspend belief yeah. here. All right. Yeah. Sure. Why not? All right. So here's mine then. I'm gonna drink. A diet Dr. Pepper through a filet fish. I just wanted to make I, it as gross as possible. I, I couldn't think of anything I mean, else. That, that, is, that is bad. Yeah. I have no idea. Anyway. When's the last time you had a filet fish? Pesu loves filet fish. My wife loves filet fish. Really? Thankfully, yeah, she hasn't had one uh, in a while, but she, I haven't uh, had one of those in like. Maybe I'll get one for dinner after we record it, but I, I have not had a filet of fish in. But is it on your is it on your McDonald's go to? No, like no. orders. No. no, Jackie, what do you think? No. What have you had more recently, a filet of fish or a McRib? Neither. A McRib. I love McRib. <laughs> Even though it's suspect meat, I love McRibs too. <laughs> But it's like when you used to eat Salisbury steak, Jake, when you were growing up. Like, I love Salisbury. Salisbury. I love Salisbury what steak. Is it? What is I'll, it? No, and I I'll love eat, it. But it's like I'll the eat lower that right middle now. class. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's like yeah. a staple in lower middle class households that you would ask somebody else, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" Is that so a we've had in Salisbury. It's, it's a it's a struggle meat. Your yeah. life is a struggle. No, but, so we had Salisbury steak the other day. Uh, not the other day, but recently, more recently. But it was like we just used like hamburger meat, like ground beef. We didn't have like it wasn't like the Okay. You know, like the so, rubbery, up, like frozen, fr- frozen meal. But it was a, it was a burger, like it was burger the meat, gravy but it had like the gravy and like the onions mm. and like all that type of shit, like in the sauce. And See, stuff. The, that sounds good yeah. in theory, right? It really does. Yeah. It, even if you just use like any other steak and you just covered it in gravy and onions. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's great. Beef, gravy, and onions. Those three things put it together yeah. and you've had yourself a winner. But for whatever reason, you call it like Salisbury steak, and you're just like, Ugh. well, because when you always, whenever yeah, people usually think of Salisbury know. steak, they think of like the hungry man, like frozen meals, <laughs> yeah. or like the yeah, oh yeah, oh my plastic. god, yeah. Did you guys ever have kitty cuisine? Yeah, dude. So I remember, oh, man. 
twice maybe in my life. Grandma Viv on Jeb and Jake, obviously, but Grandma Viv on on, uh, our mom's side. Uh, She babysat once, and that was one of the only times I ever had it. And I remember she served it to me, right? And it had, like, I don't remember what the meat was, but it was, like, breaded cubes. Could have been fish, could have been chicken, could have been something, right? It's probably (laughs) fish sticks. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, probably fish sticks. And then it was, like, corn and uh, the shittiest, like, styrofoam brownie. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. Moon rock brownie. And I went (laughs) to eat it and, like... The outside was hard as a rock, and the inside was molten lava. So it was like yeah. a lava cake, but that yeah. wasn't cooked properly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she no, didn't give a shit. Man. She was just like, no. I'll eat it. I don't care. Eat yeah. You're, 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 you'll be fine. You're fine. Yeah. Whenever I would go to my grandparents' house, we would always go to the grocery store and get those. It's like a staple. Yeah. And you probably thought you were living it up, right? That was like a Fuck treat, yeah. yeah. TV dinners, <laughs> baby. And your grandparents <laughs> are like, we only got to get them TV dinners. Let's go. <laughs> it's like a fucking dollar for each kid. Yeah. It's all about Lunchables. I even have one for oh, my yeah. kid to try I right now. Which one's yeah, your favorite Lunchable, Jake? Well, uh, the pizza one. Dude, I'm a nacho slut. I'm a oh, nacho slut. Mm. If I do it, I gotta have it. It's gotta be the the regular one. Like a slimy wow. meat and cheese? The ham. Yeah, ham. Uh, slimy, slimy ham. ham. <laughs> It's slimy, brother. You, <laughs> you don't like. I don't like cold pizza, so that's why that never works for me. I don't like uh, cold pizza, and I don't. I don't like <laughs> cheese in general, especially cold, like cold nachos. But you don't like cold pizza at all, like not, not even work. in the morning. Uh, wake up, hungover, grab a piece of pizza from the night before. Gosh, I'd probably microwave it to be honest with you. Dude, working at the club when we had Juan, who would come in with the what was that name of that pizza place in Glenwood? That was like right down oh, right before Glenwood. Juan Juan worked there and he would come to the club the next morning with pizza from the night before and just load up that mini fridge we had and then Mikey and I would be hungover as dick stumbling in and just crush a box of fucking cold pizza I guess it slowly nurse our hangovers it probably also depends on the pizza like I don't like San Martellos because the sauce is too sweet I don't like a super sweet sauce is that why you don't like Aurelio's? I like it but a really I like Aurelio's but like Arillo's is the sweetest out here. By the way, this this is so Chicago. I don't even know how to (laughs) explain this. We've also gone 21 minutes, haven't talked a single second about baseball. But I'm just saying it's, uh, yeah, dude, cold pizza like that. So where would you eat cold pizza from then? Because you're not going to bust out like a deep dish cold pizza. That's insane. No. Uh, That would be like eating a fucking brick. Baker's. So they lay it on thick. <laughs> Jake, do you like beggar's pizza? I'm gonna get you. Uh sometimes. Yeah, I mean my my parents love it. So you got you um, no Yeah, so on on occasion. Um, but no, so but so Dave and I know, actually a bit of it. Dave and I actually just saw your mom yesterday. Saturday. Two days ago. No, yesterday. No, it was two days ago. You're right, two days ago. Saturday. Cool. So cool. Viviana and Drew had a uh, wrestling-themed barbecue at their house. Mm. Mm. So um, some of us came dressed up, you know, as wrestlers and stuff, and your mom was just nice enough to stop by. So we got to hang out with her for a little bit, first time seeing her in a while. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, but, yeah, they had alligator. They served 
alligator meat at the uh, barbecue. So I got to ask, would you eat alligator? And what's the weirdest meat you would venture into eating? It's not a food podcast, but uh, no. <laughs> so no on the alligator. Okay. Dave, no. well, yeah, obviously you ate alligator. I saw you. What, uh, what's the weirdest meat you would eat, though? Would you eat, like, moose? Like elk? Yeah. Yeah. What if I said horse? <laughs> See, then you're starting to get more like uh, I don't familiar. I don't I'm, know thinking, legal, I'm thinking about the office. <laughs> I'm thinking about Dwight taking <laughs> burgers from the horse. So I was gonna say, so now we're getting like closer to pets. The closer we get to pets, the closer it gets to. I don't want to eat that. Yeah. yeah. So moose is okay, but deer is not okay. Yeah. Fair. All right, go ahead. Let's start this thing. All right. All right, actual baseball question. <laughs> Let's have an intro question. So, what is so the so on Sunday, the Little League Classic, which is I think it's the uh, fifth or sixth annual, fifth annual Little League Classic was played in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's between the Red Sox and the Orioles. Long story short, Orioles won. But the question is, what is more surprising? I mean, genuinely, what is more surprising that the Red, the Red Sox are just I, not, are not good or the Orioles being above 500? I did not really. I still, I still so I will pre preface this with saying I did see a bunch of tweets talking about the Orioles, like how many home runs the Orioles were hitting like a little league park or something, and I had no idea it was because of this correlation. Um, oh, for them playing in the Little League game, you mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the biggest surprise would probably be the, or for me at least, would be the Red Sox sucking. I mean, you always think of the Red Sox, at least more recently, with the payroll and the expectations that they're not going to be garbage. Though, I mean, I guess, I mean, who do the Red Sox really like? I mean, they got Devers and... Bogarts. Bogarts and, and Story and Jamie Martinez yeah. and, and well, well, Martinez sucks. I mean, whatever. Okay. I'm just saying, he, he okay, so it's it's more of an uh, anomaly year for the Red Sox, right? Because sure, yes. five Absolutely. fucking innings or whatever weird shit that was. And, and yeah. so whatever. I think I'm going to be more optimistic. I'm going to say the Orioles being a pleasant surprise. I think, you know, I remember at the beginning of the year, Jake, I predicted who for the AL East? I don't know. Probably Orioles the Yankees, one of the two. Rangers. Rangers. Maybe I predicted they were going to be so good that their wins yeah. carried over. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but whatever the case may be, I think all of us thought that the Red Sox would be okay, not you know at the top of the division, but all of us right. thought the Orioles would be at the bottom of the division. So Holy crap. The Red the Sox are in they, last place. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. So yes, that's what I'm are. saying. So the fact that the Orioles are playing as well as they are, to me, I'm gonna look be more optimistic and say that's more surprising and the better story. Yeah, my 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 point is this: just one thing. How could it be anything else besides the Orioles being good? I mean, I know they have been good in the past, but man, it's like not, not a long it's time like them, us. them, Pittsburgh, uh, Cincinnati. You just assume they're just last place. And they're what now? Two and a half out of the wild card. Um, so that's that's very good. Um, I mean, when was the I last time the Orioles run, yeah. were actually good? 
what like the Mike Messina days? No, I no. They so hit a couple I, years in two thousand ten, right? Yeah, I think there was. Like, so I I look back at this. I think the Orioles. I think it was two thousand like sixteen were in the playoffs or won the division. Well, that's, I mean, um, they still had Machado, Adam Jones. Oh, they still, yeah. right. That was probably like when Chris Davis wasn't the worst um, human. And, yeah, well, what? human baseball bad. player. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I was like, damn, oh, he's the worst right. human. I must have missed something. Yeah, not just Sean Watson. I mean, they lost. They lost in 2016. But yeah. But yeah, so, so they have been good, but how yeah. could it be anything else besides what we just assume is bad? Like, if the Reds were first, uh, second, third place, that'd be a big deal. So I think this, I, think, I mean, both are surprising. We can say that, but the Orioles being good is, is, yeah, bigger. I think the other thing that's important is the fact that the Orioles are in year in and year out, the hardest division in baseball, or one of, yeah. right? You have, at at the very least, two top-tier teams year in and year out, Red Sox and Yankees. The Rays are always going to hang around, and you, know the, and you know that the Blue Jays have built and established a team, and they're getting better, right? So as the Orioles, knowing that there's four teams that – Probably could have made the playoffs at any point. I mean, so they're, the last so they're basically season. pretty much striving to just. I mean, their their goal probably is just win the, get a wild card spot and just get into the playoffs. I mean, you yeah. think with that type of. I mean, at this point, time. how is it not like oh, outkicking your expectations by a fucking tenfold? I mean, would yeah. did the Orioles think let's be in contention to make a wild card this year when they were putting that roster together, or did the Orioles think let's? I mean, Let's get, let's call up Rushman, you know. Let's call up Adley. Let's call up these guys. Let's see what we got. Let's kick some tires around, mess around with it, and then they just happen to be competitive and they and they're winning and it's fun. I think this also point. Who is their coach? Is it Michael Hyde still? I have no idea. Hyde? Who the fuck is Michael Hyde? Hyde's a the, the, the one with all these young guys, they're competing. Yeah, so they're competing. So the coach is doing well. The players are doing. It's. I think it's a big, a big story. Um, yeah. So why don't we transition to teams that we actually follow, and are kind of just our childhood and still current favorites? Why don't we start start with the Cubs and then move to Sox? The Cubs. Uh, have actually been playing apparently since the middle of June. They have a better record than the Yankees, which I'm just saying, but Gang they're guys. still they're the still Yankees, bad. The Yankees are shit the bad they're about the well I mean that helps, but still yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So are you trying to rain so, on my parade, I said? I mean they're bad. It's it just isn't bad. But they're playing well as of late, and that's good. Uh, so this past Sunday, Ian Hep hit his 100th home run, which actually wasn't even the biggest story from the weekend. So Marcus Stroman had a good outing, but he credited and kind of spent his entire press conference uh, highlighting Nico Horner and saying how underrated he is. 
And I just want to put this out there as before the year, we didn't even think about it. I think throughout the year, we've talked about what shortstop should the Cubs target in the uh, offseason. And I still think it's a topic to discuss, but um, Nico Horner, his average is around 300. He's apparently the second best defensive shortstop uh, in the NL right now behind the, uh, Dan Gree Swanson. Mm. So, uh, so Ben, uh, I do want to ask you that question. Do you, do you stick with Nico or do you think you go for a Trey Turner, uh, Carlos Correa, or Dan Gree Swanson? What do you Why think? Why can you not do both? That's what I say. I mean, do you think any of them would want to like having a great defensive shortstop like Nico. Do you want to move him over to second no. base? Not him. No, absolutely not. But let me ask you this: If somebody at the career level of Alex Rodriguez can't be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to take this guy's position. I'm just going to move the third base for a little bit." That's, that's different. He, what I'm saying is, if he can wear that, one of these guys can can also wear that. You're not a Rod. You know what I mean? You're fucking, you're Dancy Swanson, and you're good. But Nico you Horner, and Nico, Nico Horner, Horner is not Nico I'm, Horner. Yeah, I'm saying he's I'm not saying, their cheater. He might be, but I'm just saying. Okay. Um, no, realistically, the the fact is that none of those guys are so good at their position that they can't warrant moving to a different position. He, if he's better defensively at shortstop than any of the four guys you just named, which by what you're saying he is, there's no reason why they would need to move Nico off of shortstop. If you if you if the expectation is to sign one of these guys, you tell them, hey, maybe we'll switch it around. Like you'll say, hey, you'll play some games at short, some games at second, some games in the outfield. It seems like baseball is a lot more fluid in that way. That there is a lot of flexibility sometimes, and maybe that's the Cubs are that's what the Cubs are offering. I don't know, but um, I think you have to at least. Uh, Approach the idea of keeping Nico at shortstop because he's earned it. I mean, he's if, if you're looking at defense, again, but what you said, he's the second-best defensive shortstop in the NL, and he's hitting 300. So he's doing everything that you want a shortstop to do, so it doesn't make sense to move him off the shortstop. So if you're going to bring in anybody, you move them around. That's my point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's a tall – Order for someone like that, if you're paying them like 30 mil a year to say, All right, now play your second position, that's a tall order to have someone do that. I don't, I just think the Cubs are gonna stick with him, he's cheaper. Um, do I think they should? Uh, I think they should for the short term and see where it goes. So, I'd like, I like Nico. Came up with the Cubs. Um, yeah. First round pick, right? Second round pick out of Stanford. One of the two of them. Uh, yeah, I think first. <clears throat> I mean, and <clears throat> he's always been solid for it. Like, he's never really – like, he's shown progress so through every – So you're saying if some career. top top shortstop in the game becomes available and says they want to come to Chicago, you're going to turn them down because of Nico Horner? I think it depends yeah. on what your what I, I your goals are as a team. I don't think I don't think any top shortstop is gonna want 
Well, no, if we're, if we're just playing hypothetical, you're going to turn down Trey Turner, who wants to play short because Nico Horner is playing short right now. Instead of yeah, instead of trying to get them both and say Nico go play second base, I think you have trying, to. Why can't fucking Trey Turner play second or or one of the other outfield positions? Yeah, but again, Trey, Trey Turner went to second base because they had Corey Seager, who was a yeah. All Pro. Yeah, Corey Seager wasn't isn't uh, <laughs> you know some defensive fucking marvel. I know. I mean, so I would say this is that you would have, I think, talk to Nico, and because you do have control over him, right. I think you would have to be like, I mean, we're going to sign whoever we want, and you're going to have to be open to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that's, but what, that's I, the I, point of Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, no, I was going to say that uh as of late I, he's been hurt all year but nick madrigal at second base he was hurt all year but he's recently coming around so do you yeah. just kind of move on from him after half a year that seems short you trade away like ever like you trade away some big guys to get like and you got well, him I think as kind of a corner piece part of that yeah yeah i don't know man I, Nick Magical doesn't do shit for me. He doesn't move the needle in any way. Like, mean, he's gonna, he's gonna probably, be, you know, he'll get you a hundred singles and. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. about it. I mean. Yeah, that's well, that's sick. I, Great. I'm just saying, I think you get the best player available at the time, and then you know, if it coincides, yes. with the well, what I'm saying have, is then... that they're all goddamn grown adults, and and you have a realistic conversation with them, and they come in and you say, hey, you want X amount of dollars for X amount of years. There's also expectations from the ownership side that we're going to have you play some position that you might not want to yeah. play. Maybe that yeah. you might not want to play, but we have uh, some other guys that are going to play other innings as well. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be days where you're going to play uh, third base. There's going to be days where you're going to No, for sure. Everything I, I, happens I, I, and coming in sort and of saying... roster flexibility is the point that I'm saying. You have these conversations with them, and if they're out and Carlos Correa is like, absolutely not, I'm only going to play a short stuff, then you say, okay – you have a good day. We just saved three hundred fifty million dollars, or whatever the case may be, or whatever right. the next dollar amount is. For but the if the goal game. is if the goal is to get better to win games, you're going to turn down. What I'm saying is, so you're going to turn down. Out, if you feel, I mean, I don't know who you think but the that, best shortstop in the game is. I don't know. I mean, whoever. I mean, you think Nico Horner is the best shortstop in baseball? <laughs> I think he's up me. there. I think it's ludicrous to oh, say that wow. he's not. Wow. I think it's ludicrous to assume that he's not. Uh, wow. By offensive and defensive metrics, he is. He's he's at the top of the list. So to just claim that he's not because you don't think he is, when there's I, numerical statistical facts that say otherwise. I'm, I'm the numbers guy, and I, I don't think by any metric he is. Look at the numbers, then. My I'm looking guy. at the numbers. Right. I'm looking at the numbers right now, and so they're defensively, he's he's up there. Offensively, he's not. I he hits for average for sure, but if you're gonna go by that, Dan Three Swanson is the number one shortstop defensively in the NL, and he hits uh, two ninety, and he has fourteen home runs this year, and he's won the World Series. Um, so I mean, overall, yeah, I mean, if you I mean, look, you give it to and, him. and I'm not saying. That Nico shouldn't be up to moving either. That's what I was. The, my main point is that them being adults, they should have a conversation. If the ultimate goal yeah. is to win games, and you're going to bring these guys in, 
have a conversation and be like, Nico, you're going to play innings at second and short. And, you know, Correa, Turner, your mama, your daddy, whoever's coming in to play short stuff, <laughs> you're going to tell them you're going to play X amount of games. Yeah. You're going to DH. You're going to, you know what I mean? Like th- that's just the conversation you have because that's modern baseball. Much like basketball is becoming kind of positionless in a sense where, um, Oh, here, here's a better example. Uh, in the MLB, it was a, a rare thing to have, like, a utility guy. Like, it was, like, a cool thing to have. Like, Ben Zobris was, like, a yeah. novelty. And now it seems like every team has a guy that can play six different positions and right. take at-bats. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just kind of the fluidity and the roster kind of flexibility that you need, especially with 26 guys now. You know what I mean? Because you can have an extra yeah. hitter. You can have yeah. extra flexibility and extra innings that some guys aren't going to want during a 162-game season. So my point was just have the conversation as who, with whoever you're bringing in, any of those four or anybody else, have the conversation and just be like, yeah. are you willing to play other positions or give us that roster flexibility? If not, then see you later. We'll keep magical. But, so, but, but, but you don't see money you going to uh, Alex – you don't places. see going to Alex Curry and asking Alex Curry, hey, you cool with playing some fucking – Outfield or some shit because we got Nico. Well, I, don't, I, well I, I don't know who the fuck Alex Correa is, but I would talk to Carlos Correa and I'm I would tell Carlos him Correa. I, yeah, that sorry. he can play shortstop in DH and be just fine. He he also played. He entered it as a third baseman. No, yeah. we're right. Yes, I'm sure those guys all have flexibility. I'm just I, I to me, I dude. I mean, Bryce Harper grew up as a catcher and then just became an outfielder. You know what I mean? Like. I love this idea of like the pitching to hitting thing. Like if you're moving from solidarity, like you were just an outfielder to now you're a pitcher or you sucked as a pitcher and now you're becoming an outfielder. Like those are two different trajectories. I guess at some point in high school, maybe you split off and stop doing, but if you're not that special, you, you were playing other positions. You were playing shortstop. The best kid on every team in little league always fucking plays shortstop for a reason. Right. And then like, they play other positions where yeah. other kids who also played shortstop are better than them, and then they play shortstop. So is there? So I guess you as the baseball historian, I, I never I, played I, shortstop I, either. I, I'm having a <laughs> hard time. Kid, so is is there a player in which that hypothetically say the Cubs are going after historically current day, whatever not current day, that you would not. Go to them and ask them. The hey, they're gonna. Is it okay if we move you to a different position if we bring you on? There's very few guys that have that kind of positional lock that you wouldn't remove them. And, and my point, and that's like, so Brooks Robinson, you're not gonna ask him, hey pal, go play second base. We want to give this other guy a shot. Like when you're the greatest at something, you're pretty much locked into that. And again, that's not what I'm saying. Nico Horner is, and I, I don't want to reiterate it, but. It's just – it's one of those things, man, that you just have to kind of be open and willing to try and open and willing to do if you really want to play modern baseball, I think. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Bobby Lashley know, looks like a milk dog. Who? Bobby Lashley. He's a professional wrestler. He's the most muscular oh. man I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, no clothes. So I'm sorry about that. All right, so you know we're talking about the the Cubs. Um, I did. I would even say the kind of the biggest storyline is not with the White Sox. Is not just that they're only two games over five hundred, 
But two times this year, Dave, I want to get your immediate reaction from this. Two times this year, Tony Lusa has intensely walked a guy with two strikes. Please explain to me why you walk a guy intentionally with two strikes, even one time. How do you do it twice? I've got no, I've got no answer to that. I, I think Tony Larusa, while well, he's an accomplished manager and you know a Hall of Famer and all that shit, he's on another planet right now. <laughs> I, like good or bad? Like bad. Yeah. I, I don't. I, don't, uh, <laughs> I want that. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I'm not sure, like, I mean, in, in one sense, I can understand and appreciate the loyalty that Ryan Zoff has shown him, but, like, on the other as a, as a fan, like, this is beyond. Okay. Let me ask you this, Dave, real quick. You and I have been friends going on 20 years, right? Yeah. 20 years at this point. Jake, I've known you your entire existence. That's going on 32 years. Okay. Um, if you guys sucked at your job and we were professionals in an adult world, I would have the conversation with you like, hey, man, this isn't really working out. You know, I love you, and and we're still going to be best friends. But my ultimate goal is to continue making money and continue winning. Your, no, your but also, work. Tony Lewis is not doing that. So you need to make that change. I don't care correct. that he's your best buddy in the whole wide world. But also you have the, to have that conversation the, with him. You have to get rid of him. The counter to that is that, I mean, by him still keeping – Larusa and you know potentially ruining that friendship or whatever that whatever the fuck they have like you're both 85 you're that's people are, knocking on your door that's going to be going to, friendship, i promise people people are still going to Sox games still buying socks hats and watching socks and i mean they're not losing money because they're doing this shit. i mean people fans are just frustrated i mean people still are not going to not be season ticket holders or well sure but i'm asking you wouldn't I you mean, rather win games so wouldn't you rather give it a TLR? Yes. I would have right. not, never had him in the first place. Yeah, I mean. Well, okay. So that's you know a two year two years ago we can have that conversation, which you know I think at the time if we would have asked all three of us, all three of us would have said that's probably a poor idea. And um, I mean, I just think there's there's I mean, like you said between the intentional walks with two strikes, the falling asleep in the dugout, like. I don't know if you guys have actually like watched a press conference, like listen to him talk. Like he's horrible. It's it's bad. It's, he's horrible. I, he's not there mentally, and wow, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know what it's gonna take to relieve him of his duties. And at this point, I don't think it. I mean, for, as far as this season goes, I don't think it's gonna matter. I mean, I, I still I think we're gonna miss the playoffs. So. I, mean, I think you out. and I, I think you and I had a conversation maybe at the game we went to with uh, Drew and Viv mm-hmm. that uh, the season was basically lost, and and that was still, you know, that was still oh, a couple months ago. <laughs> so they were still not lost that was, at that point. But that was like you know that was a conversation we had, and then you had mentioned that if you would think that if they didn't win the World Series, they didn't make it far. Larusa wouldn't be fired, but he would retire. And I still don't. Yeah. Out at the end. Do I, I don't. I don't. Last year, regardless. I think it's going to be up to Tony. I. I, if, I mean, if Jerry's going to let him do this shit now, I mean, what's the difference between letting him? Does I don't. I don't. It's not his contract. I think he has another year. Um, so I don't have next year too. Oof. I think so. Yeah, as far as I know. I. I mean, 
not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty positive. You can probably look it up on Baseball Reference. Yeah. Um, that sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to get fired. I think if he decides to step down, I mean, he'll he's step my down. pick for the Sox next manager. Just got hired by the Marquee Network. Who is that? Joe Girardi. I think Joe Girardi is going to be the White Sox next manager. He's a proven, proven manager on the major league level. He's got an already built-in team. He's from Chicago. There's my pick for the White Sox next manager. You heard it here first, folks. Fired. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> right, who do you think is gonna be the White Sox manager? Yeah, so he's, 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 he signed a two-year Tom. deal in 2020. So he's got. Yeah, two-year it, it'll be saying Tony. Lewis is coming back. I, oh, I yeah. think it'll be Tony. Unless he gets. Unless he like has some sort of medical issue or another DUI or something, yeah, he's not coming back. I know, but what I'm saying is, I think Ryan Zor is going to have a conversation like, "Hey, you decided you're you're going to take some time to spend with your grandkids, and you decided to retire today." I think that's a conversation that needs to happen if the White Sox want to win. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying it doesn't need to happen. I'm not saying it doesn't need to happen. But I I think it needs to happen. I I don't think it's going to happen because I think if that were the case, he would have done that two months ago. Like why? I mean, especially Uh, I feel like. I feel like baseball, baseball. I mean, you guys know as Cubs fans, but baseball is the window game. Our window with the talent under contract, the young players and everything gelling is it's shrinking and we're wasting it away. You know, well, no, everything is not Tony LaRusso's fault for this shit of a season. I mean, I think he's playing a pretty big role in it, as well as other, you know, members of the coaching staff yeah. as well. So, Dave, you, Dave, you kind of hinted at it. So, if it's not all, all his fault, what are the other, what's like the other key factor But the White Sox not doing as I mean, I just think other players not performing. Yes, Manny Grandal is absolute ass. I don't know. He's I mean, been, he's been bad. Yeah, last year he was. I mean, last year he was one of the better offensive cat. I mean, his batting average sucked, but he was on base like all the time. I mean, he yeah. was drawing walks and hitting home runs. He's not. He's not doing anything now. I mean, Jimenez can't stay on the field. Yeah. Rip titty. You, I mean, Call Anderson him by his got name. his. Anderson started off gangbusters <clears throat> season, and his off the field shit is pretty much it's leaking over to his on field stuff because he sucks now. Um. I mean, the pitching, I mean, outside of C's and, and Johnny Cueto that we picked up off of him working at McDonald's a month ago now, is now the second best pitcher on the roster. He was cleaning bus station bathrooms yeah. last week. Hey, I mean, hey, he, he was the AL player of the week. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so you got him. I mean, we still tried to trot out the Dallas Keuchel. <clears throat> Experiment uh, for you know, whatever <laughs> gave him. I, th- I still think he's got a couple good starts left in him. Double digit starts. I mean, I think <laughs> we, put, I was trying not we, to put, we put some pressure. You know, this year Kopech has thrown from him going to the relievers, the starting role. He's thrown more pitches than he's ever thrown in his career, professional career. So, I mean, I mean, isn't he so, hurt again? Didn't he just hurt again? Yes, he is it, today. It, yeah, I mean, he's so, been I mean, enough. Yeah, so you're bound to have setbacks with him. Same thing with Lance Lynn. I mean, he got hurt, and I don't know what 
what his deal is at this point. Um, Giolito, now the spider tag's not a thing anymore. He's back to being <laughs> the worst pitch in baseball. Uh, Crazy how that bounced out, huh? Yeah, right. Garrett Cole isn't the only one. Um, spider tag. Spider tag. <laughs> yeah, like I said, and the coaching staff, I mean, when I saw this stat about the team, the team uh, there was a stat, it was about, like, uh, batting average for teams, and, like, the Sox had a really good high team average, but it was, like, all singles or something. And, like, of the four teams in MLB history to have this stat, three of the other teams are Marlins teams, who, who's a, a team that the hitting coach currently used to be the hitting coach are there. So we're just hitting singles. Like, we haven't had, I don't think, we haven't hit a home run in it's been <coughs> who is out of time. Who is and Frank Medicino. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a guy yeah. from the neighborhood. Yeah. And so like Jake Berger, I think is like the top <laughs> as is in the top of the team in home runs. <clears throat> but he hasn't been on the White Sox. He hasn't played up since like June. Yeah. The bird dog? I mean, so it's bird arena. <laughs> It's a shit storm. I, I mean, I think we've got obviously have the potential. I mean, it was nice to take, you know, two out of the Astros before they just absolutely <laughs> steamrolled us in the, yeah. in the football, football number. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Dude, I think Berlander threw for 350 and three tutties. He fucking ran it up on, on the Bears that week. It is. Uh, you know what? Just it actually for looks like I'm sitting in this SpongeBob chair, too. You are. <laughs> You are. Uh, I want to ask one question about a team that is doing well this year, and that's the Braves. So this uh, this got uh, talked about recently. Um, so they signed, before the year, they signed Olsen to eight years, 168. They signed last year Ozzy Albies to seven years, 35 million. Uh, two years ago, they signed Acuna Jr. for eight years, 100 mil. This year, they signed a rookie to an eight-year deal for 72 mil. And then e- earlier this year, they signed Austin Riley to 10 years, 212 million dollars. My one question is, are, are the Braves doing it right by signing long deals early in your career is this going to become a a trend or is this just a fluke kind of an outlier what do you guys think i mean i i don't know i mean because baseball is weird in the sense that whether they sign them young to long or the opposite way it's still guaranteed money so it's still going to be on their books so i mean you know I'd rather players get their money, so I don't know. I mean, they're also banking on like Riley and I mean Azuna's obviously Riley's like, really good. Or I mean, Riley's really good too, but like yes, Azuna's a proven star. I mean, like those guys are acting. I mean, Acuna. I'm sorry, Acuna. Azuna's yeah, a not, piece of shit. Not, yes. yeah, not, not, <laughs> he's a star not, on the white beater not, team. Not, not I'm, I'm, Chapman, I'm, a, I'm a Zunia from the Braves. Do you guys yeah. know? Yeah, I'm Azuna from, yeah. from the Braves. Oh. Yeah. It's um, Davey Fresh from the Oh, Cunha, you're right. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
I think it's smart on their part. I mean, if they, if they can identify talent, that's going to be good. And want to lock them up early on. And <clears throat> I mean, so you think about it. So Austin Riley signed a 10 year deal. So that how yeah. old is all, I'm assuming he's like in his early twenties. So you're locking him up for most of his prime. So he would be under, you know, so a new contract would be when he was in his mid thirties. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I think it's smart because if you're the Braves, you're identifying your window, right? Like yeah. eight years are the eight to seven, eight years are, the, are, are what they're giving themselves. So they're like, Olsen's young enough. We can win. Acuna's young enough. And I think their general managers obviously doing a good job of convincing these guys <clears throat> that if you stay here, we don't have to pay you a gigantic sum of money, which Acuna would deserve if he was out on the open market. When you would make more than a hundred million dollars, I think all of us. Well, I do. I do remember. So now that you meant, I remember, like on the sports shows and the sports pundits, they were definitely knocking him for not for taking that deal versus saying, yeah. hey, right. But my me. point is, maybe he bought in. Maybe the maybe yeah, the no, team's right. like, hey guys, everybody take a little bit less for longer, mm-hmm. and we can stretch this shit out, and we can win championships, and we can build a winning. Uh, right. culture and a winning organization and win, winning team. If, if that's what these players are buying into and the Michael Harris yeah. and, and yeah. you know, this, uh, the, the, the Grisham kid who looks like a world beater as well. Yeah. It looks like everybody that they have is just loaded. So it's like, if you can lock these guys in, isn't that the dream? Then you don't have to worry about that shit. Anybody at that point is just extra. You're just bringing on extra help. If you have your core locked into place and you have so, a good pitching staff. As can I'm, can I just going back to the question real quick, just again, just to make one question out of it. Is it a trend or is is it just an outlier? What did, if it if you were to say one word, trend or outlier, which one do you think? I mean, smart, me. smart, yeah, smart I, or not, it's I, just, I think as of I think as of right now, it's gonna I think right now I would consider it an outlier, but depending on how successful the Braves are, it may become a trend. Yeah, I mean that's how anything works in sports. If one team doesn't successful, then everyone's gonna copycat and try to recreate, you know, what works yeah. for some other team. So I, mm-hmm. I think as of right now, I would say outlier, but definitely has potential to become a trend depending on how well the Braves can pull it off and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean and, and I, I say trend for that exact reason is that mm-hmm. I think I think this is already showing a good blueprint of how you want to build a team. They're they've won a World Series already. Like let's let's not no, forget two years ago yeah. they already done this, um, and or was it last year? It was last year. Last year they yeah. won the World Series. Yeah. So it's like they are they they've already proven that this is a good foundation in which to build on. So why not take advantage of it and try doing it? If you're another team, if yeah. you're the Cubs, build with the small foundation of guys you have. I mean, you you don't have the prospects. Prospects. Well, I, was I, say, that's I think this thing. this, this only you works if you lucky. have yes. Yeah, you've you got to get lucky and have generational talent like a Michael Harris, like a Ronald Acuna, like an Ozzy Albies. And then you have to have guys like Christian Pache that you can trade for a Matt Olson. You know, like you have to you, then right. be willing to move some of those pieces for the other guys that you've been filling to build the roster up. Yeah. So I would agree. Dave, on this one point, I think it's an outlier simply because it's an outlier to draft well for this long. That's all. Hmm. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, it'd be a trend if you drafted well and it's proven you did. 
but not many teams do like their Dodgers do. So yeah. if the Dodgers sign their guys young, sure. But the Cubs aren't going to sign a Christopher Morale to 10 years. It's not a thing. So I think it's an outlier because they trust in their draft process. Um, but anyway, so if you want to look that up, all their contracts are less than Mike Trout. Just yeah. a point made. So there you go. Uh, so just if you want to see who's doing well and who's not, just look that up. Um, why don't we move from uh, a team signing players to long-term deals to a team who's not got to a, a one-year deal. Albert Pujols got signed to a one-year deal. Entering today, he's at 692 career home runs. He has, including today, it's 42 games left. Do you think he's going to hit hit eight more home runs in 42 games, or do you think he's sure. going to fall short? No, I he'll, he'll get 700. Wow, I think, I think so. Yeah. I do. I think he'll get he'll, he'll get it. I, I mean, I also think. I mean, I'm not saying he'll get it all on his own. I do think. Albert Pujols. Is feet, good. What do you think? Someone's going to no. catch the ball and throw it over no. the fence for him? Meaning, what I'm saying is, I think Albert Pujols. <laughs> oh, what an air! Amazing. He's widely widely respected and widely liked. Everyone, I think. I don't. I've never heard anyone say oh. a bad thing about Albert Pujols. Um, so you're saying they're going to uh, give him the old meatball? I, I think the he's old number eight subway, <laughs> the old meatball sub. I think he's going to be seeing his steady diet of meatballs uh, here on up. Good for him, especially if they're playing like fucking the Pirates or because you know, I think he's mass teams down the stretch where you can like uh, teams that aren't going to win, the teams that don't care if they win. <laughs> You yeah. know, guys, I mean, guys, I, 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 think I've he's been, done. I've been, I, I have an update. The Cardinals are beating the Cubs in the ninth inning right now, one to nothing. They're winning. The Cardinals are winning one to nothing, and Albert Pool says a home run. There it so, is. Beat another. One. Wow, told you. Six ninety three. So. Yeah. But the, so that's seven not that's not a meatball on purpose. That's no. an accidental meatball. What I'm saying is, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I do think he's. I, I do Who think he's going it? to get it, um, and I, I would not put it past. <clears throat> bless you. One of you know baseball players taking care of their own type of thing. I mean, like I said, he's pretty mm -hmm. wide respected. Like I don't think it's it's different than like if this were like Barry Bonds or someone you know or someone that was not liked. Yeah. Know, by sure. the rest of baseball. Or um, people. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. Or fans. People, people in general. Coaches. Um reporters. Co-workers. So what he needs so he needs seven needs, more now for uh seven hundred. He needs seven, seven and forty one Forty one. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Dude, that's one what's one a week from here on out, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean that's, I think if he can get a he can he get hot. A streak of hitting seven home runs over seven weeks. Well, well, this this <laughs> week, uh, from last Sunday until now, he's hit. I think it was like what? Uh, he's he's hit him in bunches, six though. or seven. Yeah. This he's is what I'm saying. Hit. But what if he? Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think I I don't think he's gonna if he's gonna he's gonna necessarily hit seven throughout like seven like you know a week you know throughout a week once a week thing. You saying he's he gonna do another where he hits four? And then yeah. over, he hits three. Yeah, I think he's gonna get him in bunches. Yeah, I just, I just hope he didn't like, you know, for lack of decorum, like 
well, blow his load uh, early. I hope he's not just like smashing wow. all these home runs and then he just does, you know what I mean? And then he just can't hit anything else for the rest of the year. That would be I mean, so he's got. I mean, he's got 14 <clears throat> this year total, it looks Dude, like. Dude, but it's like and good for you. How do you have the balls to honestly stay away that close? Like Fred McGriff just hanging it up that close oh, to yeah. a nice fat round number like 700. Oh, I mean, the eyes. Do you want to be number 693 or do you want to be Mr. 3000? Well, Bernie well, Mac that shit. Come back, so, bat 100, so, and sabotage your team for your so, so after Albert Pujols hit two home runs on Sunday against the D-backs, uh, he, even after that game, he said on record, I'm going to retire at the end of the year. Oh, I I gonna, it doesn't part. matter. Really? So he, he has said he will retire. So I think in some ways, I, so 700, yes. But can he just get 698? And just be above a rod, just that'd be nice, you know. Like tools, dude. But that would that would drive me fucking nuts. If I was this, that would drive me Especially since I know, like, if I was out Pujols, I'd know for a goddamn fact I could hit two more home runs next year. I know yeah. for a fact I could hit. Especially two with more. the the universal DH. Yeah, dude. Cardinal, I would be like, I am. Get me on Dude, I mean, realistically, he for... couldn't. He, he's not going to hit like bonds, but he can get seven fourteen if you just my, kept DHing. My case uh, for him, he's <clears> going <throat> to retire because he's going to end his career with Wainwright and uh, Molina. He's yeah. not going to want to play with them like other some other ones. Group? He came back for these two guys for this team. And he wants to go out that way. So, I mean, if he does yeah. get it, that would be a little, like, nerve-wracking or annoy people. But also, he's – is he the best right-handed hitter that we've seen? I mean, we're no, talking about Mega. No. I, I would say pools. Well, I also like batting average. I'm, I'm more of a batting average guy than a home run guy, but – well, I mean, it has to be, right, realistically? Fuck, now that I think about it. They're 1A and 1B, and A-Rod's yeah. 1C. Right, just off yeah. the top of my head, if I had to pick, those three are probably the best three hitters in our lifetime for American – or for uh, right-handers, I mean, to your point. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I pulled up his stats. I mean – Who was that? We, we just talked about three different guys. Pool, pool holes. He's Bad like 290s, oh, right? 297. So I mean, it dipped down to 300. Yeah. Those last, I mean, those last couple shit years. Mm, but but that's still really good. I mean, he has this. Um, so can I just say this? He so on Sunday when he did hit those two home runs, he's now second all time in total bases behind Hank Aaron. Yeah. Second that. all time in total bases. That's insane. Yeah, Dave also hates Hank Aaron, so good luck trying to convince him of that. Yeah. All right, that that that's a special episode because I would <laughs> love for you to have a whole time of doing that. All right, so I'm gonna talk about out here real quick. It's not doing so hot recently. He was traded at the deadline. That's Josh Hader. Josh Hader. Uh, apparently, since he went to the Padres, he has an ERA over 12 right now. <laughs> and, and the 
the Padres. So it's funny because you he's from the Brewers and apparently Ben hates Milwaukee. So forever, yeah. Uh, Anybody even yeah, remotely they, associated with the city? And they, they won't ever go there. So in either way, so uh, Josh Hader um, since he went to Padres has over a twelve ERA. They said the Padres staff has said that Josh Hader will quote take a little break from being the closer. <laughs> So, um, I'm going to ask, is it I mean, yes or no? Is this a big deal for them, for the Padres? So, when the trade deadline first happened, we were, we were ranking uh, which moves we thought were maybe the best or the most important, something along yeah. those lines. And my answer was the other guys that the Padres got outside of Soto and Josh Bell, meaning Hayter and Drury and the other moves that they made at the deadline, right? And Hader's been complete ass since uh, getting there. <clears throat> and it couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of his on a personal level for, for his kind of <laughs> shtick. Um, but, you know, if we – I thought the Padres were going to close the gap and maybe try making a, a legit run at the Dodgers – uh, especially after the deadline. This was before the Machado or the Tatis news broke. So there was still that optimism that he was coming back and the Padres had built a super team. And, you you know, you kind of bought into it. Um, and I was really in on Hater when they first made the move. And I think it's hard to be a reliever in Major League Baseball unless you're one of, like, the five guys you can name off the top of your head who are the elite of the elite closers. Everybody else has the shortest window. It's like a kicker in the NFL. You have to either be Adam Vinatieri and Robbie Gould or you're out of the league. Like you're just you're, – you're shuffled in and out because they can find so many versions of you. And I think so, to, your, to the point, Hater is like, you know, he, he lost his job and I don't think he's ever going to get it back. I think this is the end of the closer, Josh Hader. So, so we know it's a big deal for him. Is it a big deal for the team? Oh, well, they're not going to win the division, right? Well, so no, it's going to no. be in the wild card. And if it comes down to a one-game one game, like, can do you rely on him to go out there and, and make the seventh inning stop, make the eighth inning stop, save the game in the ninth? I, at this point, you can't. You can't trust a guy with a 12 ERA. If it was anybody else outside of his name, you wouldn't even have him on the goddamn postseason roster with a 12 ERA, let alone closing important games for you. So with him – it being important for him, it, it, it ultimately ends up being super important to the Padres. Um, and I think it ends up hurting them in the long run. I think they don't make a long post-reason push because of it. Good day. What you think? Is it a big deal for the Padres? Uh, I, 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 full disclosure, I hate Josh Hader, so I could... <laughs> Keep, you want to explain? Yeah. Give two fucks. He's a he's a racist piece of shit. So probably. <laughs> oh, that's why I, 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 pers- I, I personally don't give a shit about Josh. You Hader. don't remember that? You don't remember I, that I when he had he, all the those old tweets exposed a couple years I back? Struggles for the rest yeah. of his career. Hard uh, N word. Hard N word stuff. That was uh, that was the same reasoning, same rationale I was having for why I don't like him. Is that is, is Dave's reason for? You know what? I don't want to generalize. I didn't know that, but generally speaking. When he's when I see him, I think yeah, like they could be right. Yeah, he listens to yeah. Kid Rock probably. Hey, that that facial <laughs> hair, that long yeah. hair, that kind of yeah. fits. 
Yeah. I mean, as a pitcher, I mean, I thought he was, I mean, there's, you know, just baseball. I, I mean, I would think he was, a, it's a big deal for them or it was a big deal when they were still trying to compete. And I mean, now that they're pretty much out of it or, I mean, they're only competing for the wild card. And even then that's going to be a struggle. Um, just, the, you know, the Braves, depending on what the Braves and Mets do in their division. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like he just sucks now. I mean, I'm looking at his but, ERA yeah. right now. It's like sixteen. It's like sixteen point twenty or something. Like, I mean, he's just been trash. Um, yeah. Whereas, I mean, before that, he was a four-time All-Star. So, I mean, he obviously was good at his job. But like yeah. Ben said, to his point, like I think once you lose that closer role, I mean, it's next to impossible him. to get the trust back to ever get that job again. I mean, I would say the, one of the like more recent persons that I think was able to do it to, to an extent was like Kimbrel, but it took him how many seasons after, you know, him shitting the bed. Well, to, it's because you guys didn't well, know how to use him. Eh, how's he doing for the Dodgers now? Not that great. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's doing better I than he was for the White Sox. Yeah, that doesn't say much either. So, yo, okay, he still has the lowest ERA for any pitcher with the amount of innings he's pitched in baseball history. So, I'm suck my nuts because he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not talking about He won't be a first career. ballot, but he'll be a Hall of Famer. I can promise you that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm not one to revel in you know, someone else's I mean, eyes, I mean, Dave, you don't like him. It's okay. I think I think it, could, it couldn't have happened to a better person. There's credit. There's <laughs> shit now. Okay. We can move. We can kind of move, um, move on. All right. So. I'm just saying, if that offends anyone that we don't like Josh Hader, yeah, then I, we don't like them probably either. So fuck. Yeah, them pr- well. probably. All right. All right. So my so I sent you guys uh, some articles uh, just talking about the the future in baseball. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the rule changes that are coming down pretty soon. Apparently, coming down even the AAA baseball. Uh, they have three. Rules changes that will be coming soon to uh, MLB Pro Baseball, and that's the automatic uh, balls and strike challenge system, the pitch timer, and the bigger bases. Just if you guys had a chance to read it, um, which of those three do you like the most? I I don't like the bigger bases like i get I was, it. is it for a safety because i didn't read it but i'm, I'm assuming that's what it was well, for, try, for safety reasons i'm trying to guess what would be the advantage of or what safety is just the bigger base i mean unless they're doing like the idea oh. of slow pitch softball where you just have like the safety like a fucking yellow like safety base off to the like, side like i don't understand uh Bigger bases, there's two things they they talked about. One, yeah, is like reducing collisions. But then also, if you think about it, I know it's not huge, but it's there. Is that having bigger bases allows for more chance for steals because it gives the runner a, a bigger target. And by doing so, can incentivize player or teams to run more so are I we saying that no it's not big no i also don't believe that teams are going to give a shit i think i think the era of the stolen base is over i think teams aren't going to yeah. run into outs anymore 
when you can just make contact and get into outs, then your probability of getting a hit versus a run, hit or run with a guy on base is probably higher. If you're swinging, then having him run to try to steal a base. So, like, the nerds have infiltrated that aspect of baseball and ruined ruined it and taken the stolen base away. So, fuck that idea of stolen base. So, I don't like that. I will go in on the strike zone thing. Because some of these umpires are atrocious. And we'll call them, we'll, we'll say what, we'll say it, we'll say it. It's Angel Hernandez, right? They should just call the machines that they end up using, these, these robot umps, they should just call it Angel in, in honor of the worst damn umpire we've ever seen, right? His strike zones are so always so inconsistent. You never really have an idea. Growing up, it was always what? Knees to shoulders was what always we were taught, right? Anything knees to shoulders or knees to – and then it was like knees to the letters, and then it was like waist to the – and it just kept getting smaller and tighter, and it's just like what became what? And it became harder for umpires too because these guys are throwing the ball so much faster – at such harder spins and such more break and drastic and dramatic yeah. uh, spin and movement. Like, it's harder to see. It's harder to see as a hitter. It's harder to see as an umpire, harder to see as a catcher, and I get that. But if we could just remove the, um, like, like, I don't know, remove the mystery or remove, like, that aspect of, of error and just let, let the game be called strikes and balls, I guess. If, if that's what they're going to do, then, then jump all in and be all in. You know what I mean? Like letting it be, letting AAA be the, the guinea pig is the best, uh, the best. So is so. Are are we talking full robot ump? Is that what this? No. So uh, the automatic balls and strikes. It's a challenge system. So the way it works is this. So the ball strike challenge is each team has three three challenges during a game, and then uh, if you get it right it's like football if you get it right you get it back if you get it wrong it's gone all right so they have three and then the challenges can only be made by a batter a catcher or a pitcher there is no help allowed from the dugout and then from there the challenge must be made immediately after the call i don't know what that means but I thought I heard still, it was like under ten seconds of some somebody had gotten it down like in a single area or double A wherever they're doing it now. It was like a tester. They said it was under ten seconds. They got the call switched. So well, if you can get it called, but I don't know how soon after the call is made do you have to challenge it. Oh, so sure, you sure. can get it reversed in ten seconds, but is there like a three second timer? Either way, the point being is that. It has to be made by them, only them, no help. Um, so no one in the dugout is watching a video screen and then relaying it. It's like a kind of like a if you think it's a strike, if I think it's a strike, then we call it. But no one else is allowed <laughs> to challenge. I love that idea. It's very pickup baseball, like call your own strikes. I was gonna say this seems so. This seems. Pitcher's hand out. Pitcher's hand out. You gotta throw it to the pitcher. Pitcher's hand out. Yeah, opposite field. I thought it was. So I was was, okay. So I was trying to differentiate how is this any different than like a normal challenge now because you can't. So the so but this is on an individual pitch by pitch basis, saying hey, right. right. I thought this pitch was a ball. You called it a strike type shit. Right. Right. You only get three of these. Get three a game, but if you get it right, you get it back. If you get it wrong. You then it's it. you lose it. 
So I like that, but I'll I'll just say this. I'll just jump in. Is that I actually like the pitch the uh, the pitch clock more. So here where I live, the single light team here, I actually saw it in action, uh, and it actually just was part of the game, and the game moved so fast, like. There was so isn't much there, action. Isn't there a pitch clock now? What is it? Is it just set to is it time difference or something? I thought there was a pitch clock now. It's set to uh, ludicrous speed. In, in pro baseball? No. No. Oh wow, okay. You don't like spaceballs and pitch? So in so it all comes down to like situations, the time it uh it it's different based on if they're transitioning, if there's a guy on base, about how many times you can step off, how it resets, all that. Yeah, the yeah. Point, the point being is that when I saw it, it was going fast, and there was not a lot of time in between pitches, and there was not a lot of time in between hitters. So it just the game went faster, but then. There were more hits faster, so you got more excited. I like that. And that was single light. But I'm not talking about like the best of the best, but mm-hmm. I mean it was it was fun and engaging because you couldn't really have time to look away. It kept the more fast pace, like you know, most of the you know, pretty much every other sport. I mean it so in this way, it actually felt like, you know, kids playing baseball, you're not going to sit there for 45 seconds and pick a perfect, ever agreed upon pitch and all that. Like, and when we're playing baseball as kids, you just threw it. And that was it. You just moved forward. It just went just, faster. Yeah, and then you would just go and pick the ball up. You'd walk back to right. the backstop. You'd be, throw it back, you'd and be surprised. There's, there's some so, some slow. I, but I feel like that's the different, like, this will be a change because I feel like the game has been, it's shifting towards, like it started at, you know, the professional level and now it's filtered its way down to like the younger yeah. levels and whatnot, yeah. where the, the slower game is, you know, that's what everyone wants to do is. I, I just, I mean, I want a lot of hits, strikeouts, yeah, all that yeah. stuff to happen faster. But a lot, I mean, of hits, I know, a lot of hits are going to extend the game though. It's going to make the game go longer. I mean, the game will go longer, but you'll have more hits and more, oh, more action. And more, more action. It would sure. okay. be more fun to watch. So, and it was more fun. I mean, it was a low scoring game when I was there, but still, it was fun. Like, it was fun, engaging to watch. And I mean, yeah, I love baseball, but there was a you lot know to be watch fun? short. We should, uh, by for next week's episode, we should come up with a ridiculous but fun rule change that we would make to make baseball more uh, entertaining. Are you talking about serious? No, absolutely not. Like I was just or thinking no? off the top of my head, like let let <laughs> one player each uh, on each team per game, like as a DH, he gets to use a metal bat. But you know what I mean? Like I want one of those metal bats from like the Isaac Walton days, those juiced up stingers that would, that would kill somebody. But the pitcher can use an L screen. The pitcher can use an L screen, no bunting and yeah. You let him use a metal bat. Just off just, the top of my head. Just boom. Just give it to Bulls. Please let him hit. Yeah, seven yeah. yeah, you can do it. All right. Yeah, we can, we can think about that. That'd yeah, let's, let's, okay. let's mess around with it. That's a, that'll be a fun idea. All right. Um, so, Dave, uh, do you like any of those three? 
just short? Um, I don't know. I, the, the base yeah. thing I think is pretty stupid. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm not in that. I think that the challenge thing would be pretty cool, depending on how it's implemented. And I mean, I'd like to see it. You know, I'm not opposed to it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that uh, I think you'll need to see it a little bit more yeah. in AAA. But I mean, anything to make it more fun, accurate. I do have an issue with the every game has a, a box on the screen. Because mm-hmm. those are, when we didn't have those, you were able to argue and never have a clear solution. Right, now you can clear you can clearly see when there's a blown call. And I mean, I think that's probably contributed to this issue and this being, you know, yeah. coming up with stuff like this because now yeah. you can visually see like how bad Angel Hernandez is, you know, right. calling right. strikes. All right. So, uh, last topic for this for the future of baseball is this kind of just up in the air thing on what you guys think. So, last season, you know, kind of in the short window in between the stri- or not strike, in between the lockout and when the season started, there were a lot of signings. Uh, but next, this upcoming offseason, apparently it's going to be not as big, but it's going to be very you know, fun to watch. So I sent you guys a list of just free agents uh, that are going, going to be up this upcoming offseason. Uh, or just if you guys know someone who's the player on that list or a player maybe they missed, and where do you think they'll go this upcoming offseason? What do you think? Ben, you got some? Oh, I'm looking through it again right now. The first name that popped out was Bogarts. Um, I think with the Red Sox being as bad as they are, them selling yeah. makes a lot of sense. So moving him or not bringing him back, I guess, because isn't he one of the right. free agents, right? Yeah. So you yeah. let him go, and then you can kind of – look, as the article says, J.D. Martinez, Nathan Avaldi, move both of them, and maybe you blow that shit up. <clears throat> um, so I would so say him going to – yeah, that's a great question. I don't think he would go to – I'm trying to think. So, um, you, you know, he's going to demand a lot of money. He's going to be a, a pretty highly paid player. So, you, you know, that eliminates a lot of teams right away. And then you have to look at the teams that have the money. Who needs a shortstop? That, again, eliminates a lot of teams right away. So I think he'll end up going to somewhere like, oof, I don't know. I'm just rattling through teams in my brain right now. I'm going to land on the – Mariners. Um, he's going to land in Seattle. He's going to get a, a fat contract from Seattle. And because I don't think JP Crawford is really like a long term answer at shortstop. So maybe you look at Bogart's play shortstop. Uh, and Seattle's, you know, on the fringe of, of making making those yeah. in the All Star. Like, I, I, or not the All Star, but the wild card. I think they're uh, on the fringe a bit. And then it, it would be interesting to see what happens with Judge. But uh, my, my first pick would be Bogart's. Yeah. Uh, Dave, name a player and where he's going to land. So, I don't know, for personal, you know, I'm a Sox fan, so I looked, so I, I saw they had mentioned Jose Abreu. I yeah. don't think he's going to come back, um, mm-hmm. just in the sense because I think we already, that's kind of the White Sox problems we have, 35 fucking first basemen and <laughs> trying to all play them in the outfield. Or uh, Abreu can play left field too, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if they stick him, so, if they stick him, 
Sheets and fucking Vaughn and Rip Titty out there, they might have yeah. one complete left field there between the four. So I, I think uh, we've got to, I think we've got to free up a spot, and I think with you know as good as he's been and you know whatnot, I think they're gonna let him go, and I, I think he'll probably want to go somewhere where he could probably contend, you know, for a World Series or at least have a decent playoff run. Where's Where's that? That's a good question because I don't know who needs a first, but you know, a middle aging first baseman or at this point, yeah. I mean, how much is he really going to play first? Yeah, how much is he going to? Can I can I throw a team out there? Sure, Padres. The Cubs. Well, I thought you were going to say the Cubs. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess you take, yeah. you take Ray over over Josh Bell. Josh Bell's a switch hitter. I like that. Josh yeah, Bell's but like but yeah, you all have a veteran in there. Sure. I think I think it matters a lot what the Padres end up doing this year, though. Like if they end up winning, then obviously they don't. They're they're not going to need a break. All right, so I'm I'm sorry, Dan. If it's not the the Padres, where do you think? No, I mean that's a that's the thing. I couldn't think of anyone who really needs a first base. Like I mean, I feel like first baseman is is one of those like power you know power positions that most good teams have good first baseman, and I don't know. I don't know who needs one or where he could go. I just don't think he's going to come back to the Sox. Um, that's part of our problem this year. I don't know. Uh, Say the Rangers. Rangers <laughs> are my guy. Could be. Why not? Fuck it. That'd be a hell of an infield, right? Who? <laughs> the Rangers. They'd have a Brave, Seeger, and uh, Semyon. Who plays first base for the Rangers right now? Could be a bag of baseballs, a bag of cards. <laughs> who knows? It's it's not the uh, oh man, who was who was their first baseman back in the day when they were good with like Michael Young and Blaylock and them? They had to share for a season. Yeah, they had Prince Fielder. They had Prince Fielder for a little bit. He was good. those those Rangers teams were fun though. Michael Young, Hank Blaylock, Ian Kinsler, remember him? He was good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I could see uh, maybe a Brave. I know it's not a contender, but I could see him going to uh, the their last place. But I'm gonna say the Red, Red Sox. I could see that. That seems like a Red, you know, Red Sox move. But don't, doesn't Martinez play first, or is he just deviation? I mean, he's, he's going to be gone. I think yeah. he, he, he's, he's going to be gone at the end of the year. I also think, and real quick, Jake, because I want to know your answer too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Abreu seems like the kind of guy that the White Sox would also just be willing to keep on forever and just let yeah. him be a Paul Canerco, ride out yeah. that captain first base shit until. No, 100%. I, I mean, I would, I mean, as a fan. But, okay. okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, as a fan, you're, you're. I think you're right. I would say that as well. I just, you know, I just want to win. And at this point, like I, I think he does more harm than good. I think his offensive output is gonna slow down, and I think he's kind of hindering Vaughn, who's a really good player, who's not getting the time at first base or DH because or or yeah. get in sheets. Yeah. We yeah. were playing. I mean, we got so Our many guys. of those. Those assholes. That, I mean, we've got <laughs> so many first base when we're trying to play play outfield. So I mean, I guess we have to. Yeah, I mean, if we got no, but my thing on Abreu, real quick though, because I know we are going real long. My thing on Abreu is this: 
if I'm him, knowing the White Sox and how they operate, they don't pay a lot of money. They're, they're pretty tight on the on the wallet. So if I'm him, I'm like I'm signing a Chris Bryant deal. Like if, if somebody likes the like the Rockies who aren't going to win shit, want to pay me a ton of money to barely play, <laughs> like I'm going to take that deal because I've already done a lot as Jose Abreu. And, and, and maybe you do want to ring chase, and maybe that's the case, and then yeah. you take you're willing to take less money. But I think uh, at this point, having been underpaid probably his whole career, I would maybe take the fat contract and just say I'm going to live out the rest of my life happy, fat, and healthy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, he came over. I mean, he really had. I'm looking at his salary. I mean, he's made over 100 million. Uh, I mean, sure. How, how old was he when he came over, though? 27. What are his player comps? Anybody active? Uh, similar batters. No, I mean, his number one batter, similar batters, Travis Hafner. So he's he's got Hafner. Hamilton. Would you have paid Hafner Hamilton over a hundred million? In his prime, maybe. I don't know. Not not the end of his career, no. Not right now. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Isn't it a very thirty-five? Yeah, he's thirty-five. I mean, he's yeah. Maybe at this point, he's only going to get like a. No. I think maybe at this point, he only gets like a two-year deal. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, two-two-year deal. I mean, but his cops have got some names, though. I mean, he's got Hafner, Hamilton, J.D. Martinez, uh, Hideki Matsui. It's a comp for him. I mean, so he's got some I got names. Matsui. He's got some names. I mean, I think he's had a pretty good uh, – Well, TLR said he was a, a Hall of Famer. So uh, write that down. He might have been drinking that night. Write that down. I mean, three-time All-Star, you know, an MVP, Rookie of the Year, three-time Silver Slugger. Yeah, but he was a COVID MVP. All right. Is a bronze championship COVID yeah, championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. It's a championship. COVID, COVID. Championship. All right. All right. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a pick. A player in the team. And you guys, this is probably the spiciest of them. I'm gonna say Ooh, Trey, Trey Turner leaves the Dodgers. And goes to the Orioles. Wow, that'd be so fun if that happened. If the Orioles actually got somebody that was the legit. Orioles, the Orioles are on the verge of making making it. They have a lot of money. Um, they want to spend a lot of money. Apparently, the Dodgers want a shortstop long term, and for the amount of money that Trey Turner will want long term, he can get. For you can get from a Dansby Swanson who has a French friendship and playing career with Freddie Freeman, or you can go with Carlos Correa. I know it's a lot of money, but I see them as having more options. Trey Turner wants money. You go to Baltimore. I think I think that's fun. I, That'd be I cool. Here, my only downside. Right, and I think we can move on real quick from this. The only downside is that you'd have to live in Baltimore. I mean, so. I don't think they live there. Have you seen the wire? Wire, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Omar Conan, baby. Have you seen We Own the City? That's I haven't yet, too. but that's good too. Yeah, no, that's what I heard. John John Barenthal, John Barenthal, always good. All right. Yeah. So uh, I mean, so I guess yeah, Turner. I mean, I can see Turner going for. I mean. 
He's already got a World Series. I mean, right. He's already got the, the individual accolades. Yeah, that was my point. And he Brian. will he he will be the big star in Baltimore. Um, that team is going to be better. I, I I think I think it makes sense because I'll give him a ton, and the Dodgers will want. I mean, to explore. I guess I didn't realize how young he was. I thought he was older than what he was. He's not even thirty. Yeah. yeah. And, and the little- other thing that I think is cool. Well, I guess it's not really cool, but one thing I just noticed or remembered, I guess, is that Trey Turner played in Washington for so long, so he probably yeah. is used to the area and, and knows, you know, because Baltimore is probably right down the road, right? The same. Yeah, I mean, it's not too far away, but, I mean, yeah. again, point being, no one on the Baltimore Orioles lives in Baltimore, so I don't think that's a major deterrent. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so... I think that'd be fun, um, but here, why don't we actually just hit home plate and have our soapbox time? Uh, ben, why don't you go first? Why don't you have some soapbox minutes? Yeah, my soapbox minutes originally were going to be something that I spitballed into a segment we were going to do about a rule change. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, and then I'll, I'll come up with a different rule change. Jake, I know you and I texted about it uh, a couple of days ago when I first saw the article. But it was a story um, from 1900 that said um, pitcher Bill Phillips punched Philly's batter Roy Thomas after Thomas fouled off 12 pitches in an at-bat in the eighth inning. I think my rule change, one of my rule changes real quick would be that if an at-bat goes longer than 10 pitches, the pitcher should have the option of fist-fighting the hitter. For ten seconds, ten second fist fight at in the middle of the mound, and that's it. And I'll be slugfest style. And they'll be slugfest style, yeah. Which of those right. games was the best? Which of those games was the best? I'm gonna go off topic for a second. Which games was the best? Did you like Street or did you like NBA? NBA yeah, or I NFL Street? NBA Street. I like the. Yeah, I was gonna say I like the NBA Street. Me too. NBA Street was so much fun. I remember we had that on um, PlayStation Two. Jay, we used to play that at your house. Yeah. It's uh, a lot yeah. of fun. Go ahead. Who's, who, who's taking over? So, so Dave, I know last time you didn't uh, think about it, but off the top uh, of your head, do you have something? Yeah, it's just the uh, the White Sox suck. Um, management needs to do something. I, I don't know how much longer we can waste this window of young talent that we have. Um, it's it's getting to the point now where like it's not even worth watching the games like i'll just try to catch the highlights or i'll you know i'll have the box score for something you know unless i've got money in the game i don't really care at this point because they're not gonna make the playoffs and yeah yeah it's, it's a waste of time um, so what's the one change i mean and for me it's got to be the roof has got to go like i said it's not like I, you can't blame them for everything but there's a lot of stuff he's doing that is head scratching and like falling asleep. Yeah. I mean, that's like, for me, like buying it from a, you know, from a managerial perspective, if you want to, you know, you see some value and intention walking with two strikes, fine. I don't know what it is. If you feel like it's there. Okay. But falling asleep, 
during the middle of yeah. the beginning of the game. Like that's the game. first inning, not even the middle. Yeah. First inning. That first. to me is so. That, he to just me, that's walked like a out of his manager's office, sat down, and was like, uh. <laughs> that's a, that's a fireable offense. Um, and my eyes. You think about it. If you had any other normal job, if you fell asleep, you'd probably get reprimanded in some on, some on like camera. Some, you know, some version. Yeah. Well, not, and I think that's what's also the most upsetting thing is that like. Tony, or not, I mean, Jerry or Kenny, like a Rick, like have ne- haven't come out and said dick about it. I mean, they're just proceeding like yeah. this business is normal that, A, we're sucking. Well, it's also, it's also the way of the news at this point that they know they could get upset. They can, it, it'll be a news story for half a second and then something else bigger is going to come take its space. So at this point, if you're in any sort of trouble, and this is the last thing I'll say, if you're in any sort of trouble, just ignore it because something else bigger is going to come behind. Yeah, it. yeah, it's a new your bullshit thing. out of the way, and no one's going to care. Yeah. So just, just, just sit on it. If you're TLR and you're, you're the White Sox at that point, you just, you don't, you don't even comment on it. You just say whatever because something he's going to do something tomorrow that's going to piss everyone off and be just as annoying, and then you know, and then that'll be the yeah. Guess it's time to time to bear down here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, bear down and crap and crap up. Bears are gonna grill the crap out. Well, I was, t- I was telling hey, two and zero in the two and zero in the preseason. Dallas said we could be Titans fan, so I think I'm gonna become a Titans fan. Oh yeah, you're gonna be a Titans fan. Cool. Is that what we're doing? Are we all just picking uh picking a backup team this year for when the Bears are bad? Derek Henry and the boys. I'm just gonna keep falling falling asleep during the game. That's that's my bad. That's fine. I'm taking the Bills on the Bills are my Bills are my too. All right. All right. So my soapbox is uh, kind of two parts, but I'll make it very quick. Is that if you like Marvel, uh, and if you aren't gonna wait till all of them are out, you should watch Shield. First episode was good. I'm looking forward to watching the second one when it comes out the same day. This episode comes out on Wednesday, but then also. We mentioned this episodes ago that there has been no progress for Brittany Griner. It's funny that they've been been said about the the new cycle thing. I haven't even heard like exactly. This poor woman is going to be trapped in in Russia for nine years. I did see that Dennis Rodman was going to go fix things. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Round of applause for the worm. For doing the case. We're going to applaud for the worm, and we're going to end this episode on that note. So thank you for watching or listening to episode 37 of the Family Pace Pod. My name is Jake. My name is Ben. I'm David. All right, guys. Again, thanks for watching listening. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, if you're watching. You see the, uh, the buttons on there. You can see our handles. Be sure to follow us. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Eden. Thanks for watching this episode of my dad's podcast. Check out the links in the description to follow the podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and other and the other social media. Make sure you like and subscribe and hit the bell to let you know when there's a new episode. Thanks for watching and listening. And we're listening. Bye. Uh-huh.